0: Welcome to the Vitality Shift podcast for chiropractors. I'm your host, Dr. Don McDonald, author of the best-selling book, The Underdog Curse. Weekly, we will be interviewing amazing chiropractors from around the world, finding out how they made their vitality shift. If you're a chiropractor that either wants to just move your practice away from treating pain and conditions, or if you just want to stay inspired, this podcast is for you. For more information on past shows, please visit www.drdonmcdonald.com and I hope you enjoy the show. Well, hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Vitality Shift Podcast for Chiropractors. This is Dr. Don McDonald, your host, and I get to head back to uh, my homeland in Scotland from Donald McDonald. That's where my, my ancestors came from. And uh, my next special guest, uh, she's not actually from Scotland, but that's where she practices. Um, she's uh, an amazing chiropractor who's gone from out of school to associate to opening her own practice, moving countries. Um, she has a really, really cool story, and she's uh, she's grown her practice really quickly. Um, she's very amazing. She's in our Vitality Shift program, our Engine program, and she's in our in our uh, Shift Rewire Mastermind this year. And uh, I'm really excited to introduce to the call, Doctor. Dara Tyrell, welcome to the uh, podcast.
1: Thanks, thanks for having me,
0: John. Yes, and I forgot to say she actually graduated from the chiropractic school in in uh, Wales. I was going to say the Welsh in the whale, Welsh, <laughs> but uh, but and that was in uh, 2013. So you, you're relatively new out, eh? Yep,
1: yeah. but seven years now.
0: Seven years, yeah. So I'm going to start just like you do with all of my podcasts is just kind of talk about how did you even hear about chiropractic in the first place this crazy profession. (laughs) Uh
1: yeah, so my think I was about twelve whenever my mum took me to to see the chiropractor at home in Ireland. Um so I had been complaining about a sore back for a little while, like most people. Um but when I was two I had a really rare condition called xenophilic granuloma. So part of the pathological process of that is that you can be susceptible to spinal fractures, which we didn't know. And so whenever I was nine, one of my horses fell on top of me. And um, we didn't realize, but probably created that bit of a fracture. So whenever I was about 12, my mom took me to see Marie McElhenney. I'm yeah, sure she's in the Vitality Engine as well. Um, took me to see her. And I just remember thinking, yeah, this is pretty awesome. I'm going to do that. And that was the end of that.
0: <laughs> that was the end of it. So you just like decided on the spot. Had you been under care for a while before you considered it? or?
1: Yeah, I think so. And then I also realized that you could do it for horses. So I thought at 12 or whatever age I was, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to be an equine chiropractor. But you still had to do humans first, obviously. And so I decided to do humans and then decided that that was great. I was going to do that. And then I went to Germany after that. and I was on and did my animal chiropractic as well. But now I primarily do people.
0: Nice. So, okay, so, you, so you, uh, you grew up in Ireland, you get your first experience with chiropractic, you decide to become a chiropractor, and what made you decide to pick the school that you went to in Wales?
1: Um, so you can only do chiropractic in, well, two main places in the UK, really. Um, and I knew that I'd have to leave home, and my chiropractor had wanted to go, well, as a you had the choice of both of those, basically, or you could do a weekend course in a different one. Um, so my chiropractor had gone to the one in Bournemouth, so I went there for a little bit, and then I moved up and went to the one in Wales. And I quite liked that it was integrated, that there was other courses going on at the same time. Um, so you got to live with a variety of people as well. Um, and it just stood at me.
0: And and did you, did you uh, so is that is that school do they they is it kind of is it more mechanistic or do they do they talk about some of the other benefits of chiropractic besides back knee?
1: No, it's it's mainly mechanistic, yeah.
0: Okay, and so when you were going to your chiropractor, is is that when you first learned about the full the more more of the bigger spectrum of chiropractic?
1: Yeah, totally. So when I rocked up to college, I couldn't really understand why we were learning. <laughs> Stuff that I had no idea I was related. <laughs> it's like statistics; I can't count. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was completely different experience for me. But yeah, we just knuckled it. down and got through.
0: Yeah, well, I think that's the same as me too. Is that kind of when I when I went to my chiropractic before I went to the reason I went to school. I kind of learned about all the stuff about chiropractic, and then when you go to school and you hear some people talk about that, it's only limited to back You kind of get like kind of confused. <laughs> right. yeah. it's, it's kind of like what are, you, what are you talking about? It's only that. So, so you graduate school, and how was school for you? Like, how did you enjoy chiropractic school?
1: I wouldn't say I enjoyed it. <laughs> I I got through it. I cried a lot. Um, <laughs> I spent most of my time in the library, um, and yeah, I just I just knew that I needed to get through it. It definitely wasn't the best time of my life. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just got my head down and got what I needed to do done in the end. Took me a while, but I got there.
0: Yeah. Well, it's just like doing board exams and stuff, right? It seems like totally irrelevant and it didn't really uh, relate to practice at all after and it never really has, but it was seems like it was like an initiation or something. You just had to do it to get through it.
1: (laughs) Totally. And I felt really grateful for the fact that I knew why I was doing it, whereas I felt like others who didn't, who thought that was what it was going to be like. Whereas for me, I just wanted to adjust people, and that—that that was just the goal.
0: <laughs> That's good. The why, right? When you make the why big enough, you'll put up with a lot of crap to get there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, when you graduated, um, tell me about your mindset out of graduation. Like, I, I know you didn't want to own your own business. I don't think, right, at the beginning. At all. That kind of scared, <laughs> kind of scared you, right? So you're like, I better work totally. for someone else. So. Mm-hmm. So tell me about how you kind of picked your first associateship position.
1: I chose the guy that I worked for. You've had him on your podcast before. So I worked for Richard McMinn and I met Richard at um, one of our UCA conferences. So one of the United Chiropractic Association um, conferences in Birmingham one year. And myself and my friend were standing watching this guy who we'd never met, just someone. we got chatting to him and asked him to adjust us. Um, And I, at that stage, had never met someone who'd been in practice for over 30 years who was so passionate about what they did. And instantly, I was just mesmerized. I was like, this guy loves what he does. I want to be like that. I want to love my job, and I've been doing it for 30-odd years. Um, So whenever I was... Uh, graduating, I had a few different job offers, and I went down to shadow him. I shadowed a few practices in that area, um, and then it hit him and his wife called me later and asked, you know, did I want a job working for them or to go for an interview or whatever? But that was primarily why I chose him. One, I loved the area, but I I felt like I would have gone anywhere. I knew that where I ended up didn't really matter. It was what practice I ended up in that was going to be the most important thing to me. Mm -hmm. So I chose that really on that basis that they were vitalistic, that they loved what they did, that they ran a good practice. And also I kind of felt probably in hindsight that he would look after me a little bit, which they totally did. They were amazing people to work for. And I am so grateful that was my first job. I had a great experience and I felt that I could, Move on from there when I was ready, but also feeling like I had a bit of an idea of what I was talking about slightly. Yeah, and on (laughs) on
0: his interview, he's bragging about you as his favorite. Oh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) we're good. There you go. Yeah.
0: So, so tell me a little bit about your your progress, just like maybe your mindset through chiropractic in in that first bit, because you you um. You you did really well as associate because you actually you got you, you created a really a really nice volume. So tell me a little bit about your progression in chiropractic.
1: For Richard, um, yeah. So I started off, I would say, and I said I had no idea what I was doing, um, and they guided me through a lot of it. Um, so I kind of just fell into the way that they practiced. Um, they they had been doing it for years, so they kind of knew the score anyway. So without realizing, I was absorbing a lot of their knowledge into that yeah so then i decided and went to richard and said i want a coach and he was like great i think you should get a coach so it was him that actually suggested branded to me when i worked for them oh wow that was brilliant and that was my first experience of having a coach which was fab that's why i'm backing for more (laughs) Um, (laughs) so we did that and then that really helped me she just pushed me and got me to change a few things and and help me grow in that respect. But yeah, I was really happy with my volume there. You know, I had a really good work-life balance. Um, things just seemed to work easy. That was one of the reasons that I moved on. That's, <laughs> That's hilarious. What well, I just got to say,
0: for the listeners out there, one of the things, I know that Chris Brandy talks about this a lot, one of the things she just really loved mentoring you with was that even if you didn't know how stuff would work out, you'd still do it. you just do it. She you'd told
1: me like, to. <laughs>
0: Well, it's funny because some people won't do it, right? They won't actually do it, and uh, and you actually did it because you because once you do something, you can see if you like it, or you can get feedback yeah. on it, or you can change it, or eventually make it your own. But you always gotta gotta get that first step before before you can make those decisions, right? So yeah, um, yeah, that's what she always said about you that you're like you're so gung ho to to get things done. So that's awesome. So that if anyone out there is getting coached, make sure you do what they what they recommend. So <laughs> kind of at least at least get the benefit from it. Now. Tell me a little bit about uh, when you when you decided to leave the associateship. You you kind of became like a like a gypsy, right? Free spirit, do some locums. Tell us a little bit about that experience.
1: Oh, sorry. Um, So no, after I left there, I went. I moved to. We moved to Glasgow, um, and we thought we'd just move for a year or two until I decided when I'd be a gypsy again. Um, So (laughs) I moved. And then I went to work for someone um, about 40 minutes from here. I worked there for, I think, about nine months, maybe 10. And then I left and then I became a gypsy. So I left there just before Christmas and I had no job, no idea what I was doing. I had a call with Brandy and she told me, she was like, you need to leave. And I was like, so I did, but within two days I had my first legum job, so it wasn't as terrible as I thought it was going to be. And yeah, yeah. that was probably thing we talked about this before. It was the best year, but the hardest year of my life. I never want to do it again, but it was definitely the best experience for my career for setting up my own place that I could have ever had. And it was while well on the road then that I decided that yeah, I was going to have my own practice
0: your own practice um which I never
1: would have said before
0: you never said how many I'm just curious how many practices would you approximately gone to in your local like rougher rougher I
1: have no idea uh maybe 10 to 15
0: yeah yeah so that's that's a great good experience to be able to be 10 15 totally different practices to kind of find out some of the things you like and some things you definitely don't like right
1: yes definitely (laughs) (laughs)
0: things
1: I'll do and things I will never do
0: (laughs) So tell me a little bit about why you picked Glasgow uh, to open your practice.
1: Uh, To open my practice, I chose it because, one, we were living here, so that was a bonus. Um, (laughs) But mostly, I totally fell in love with Glasgow, and I didn't expect that. Like, as I say, we moved here just for a year or two um, as a stopover. But (laughs) I just, I love it here, and I can't imagine myself be in anywhere else for the next while for sure i'll never say i'll never move again because i probably will yeah. but for now no i love it here i love it feels more like home to me than anywhere else i've been um a right. lot more like ireland um the people are friendly it, where we live doesn't feel like a big city it's quite community-based it's lovely you know you walk out the door and people know each other but primarily, I think I opened up in here. One of the reasons was because I don't really know any other area in Glasgow because I literally live four minutes from here. <laughs> four <laughs> so, minute walk, I should
0: ask. <laughs> so, so you had to pick nice place closer to your house. Uh, this is just a selfish note. I, I really want to get to Glasgow because all of my family on my grandfather's side are all from Glasgow. And and some of the islands that are close by, but we've actually never been to Glasgow. So, well,
1: Dot, I told you before? Come to Glasgow. I don't have to travel. <laughs> yeah,
0: as soon as we're allowed to travel again, we'll have to do, we'll have to do that. So that that's cool. yes. Now you grew amazingly fast in the, in that practice, mm-hmm. and and kind of what, what are some of the things that it kind of attributed to, to your growth? Do you think?
1: Um, people ask me this all the time, and I don't I don't know the real answer. I think I just. I came into this and I had nobody like at my door as in the sense of we opened with not a single previous client or anything. Right. Um, so it just had to work. There was no other alternative. That was my goal was like, I put everything into this and there is no other option. It's just going to work. Um, so that was probably the first thing. Um, then I... I suppose I, I worked whatever I had to work. If it was yep. all day, every day, I was like, fine, I'll do that. And I did it in a way that I thought I did it all myself to begin with. So there's nobody here with me. So we just started from the ground and Great. just just hustled and grafted until it worked and, and did what we had to do. And I'm not very good at uh, social media or marketing. I've no, I don't even want to be good at it. I don't like it. So I'm lucky not my CA is great at social media, but I'm not. Um, so in that sense of we just posted, and or I just at that point just posted and tried to get our name out there. We did like old school leaflet drops. You know, it wasn't anything massive in the beginning. It was just trying to get word out. And then it just started to keep moving and moving and moving. Um, and. Yeah. And I came, one of the things I did do is I made sure that the last locum job I did, which is two weeks before we opened our doors, was one of the busiest practices. I'd already worked on it before, and I chose it again to be my last because I knew they wanted to come out full throttle onto, I don't want to sit with nobody here. like I'm used to that speed. So that was that was a good choice.
0: Yes. Well, and it's almost like a reset your brain because we always say like, if you take a, a hundred a week chiropractor and put them in a 300 a week practice, pretty soon it'll go down to hundred week. And then you put yeah. a 300 a week chiropractor in a 100 a week practice soon. It's going to go to 300. And so yeah. that's a really good thing is to try to reset your internal calibration to a higher volume so that like you would go insane if you were sitting around doing nothing like you, you just totally. right now at the beginning when a uh, your first patients, new patients came in. Um, would you say that they come come from like walk by traffic, uh, like maybe Google, uh, Google search um, or leaflet drop? Like, cause when you start, just, just some tips for someone mm-hmm. who's trying to grow. If you start from nothing, how did they come?
1: Totally. So where, where I chose to open is on um, a street with a lot of footfall. It's really cute. It's very community based. Um, and I watched how other like how other buildings around here were opening. So, what we did was Ryan, my boyfriend, started work on this place ten weeks before we opened. And then everyone he was doing everything. So people would literally be knocking at the door. People around here are so nosy. It's great knocking at the door. like, excuse me. What's this going to be? What's this going to be? So he'd be like, "Oh, it's going to be a chiropractic office." And they'd be, like, oh, "Okay, great." And then we waited. And I wanted to wait until right before to put a poster up in the wall or in the window in the front window and then the poster went up and then the sign went up. So I was quite strategic in how we did it in that sense. So right. like the first people through the door were people from the shops local. Um and also um like my the guy had gone to do the stationery and he was like, Oh, I'll come. And I'm like, great, and you come. Um those kind of people were definitely yeah. the first clients through the door. And then uh, people we got people from reliefatropics.com, yeah. There are, what else we do? We did, um, there's a guy called Ryan Ryder here. You've probably yes. heard of him. And he, yes. we did that. Um, he did a new patient avalanche. So we did that two months after we opened, maybe three. Did that as well. And that kind of generated stuff on Facebook. People came from that. And that really was the foundation. And my main purpose at that time was just get people through the door. And then now, yes, we get to be more fussy, but then we, uh, that was like, no, you take everybody.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, at the beginning, right? And then now you're going to, then it just generates referrals, right? Because that's that's Mm. how you, you, because first of all, you get them. Then you got to like, at least educate them about why they're there. And then your attention is improved. And then they're excited about why they're there. So they increase their referrals, right? So it's like like, bang, bang, bang. Cool. Now, tell us a little bit about some of your, because uh, we always talk about burnout stage for chiropractors. Tell, and I know you've experienced some of this. And this, this will help people out there who feel burnt out. But tell us a little bit about you kind of like burn a little candle at both ends and having to recalibrate a bit.
1: Yeah, I'm good at that. <laughs> um, I'm just about to stop one of those. So that's good. <laughs> um, what do you want well, to know well, give me this example
0: of like of like how you got into the burnout phase and then what you did to kind of re- regroup
1: uh, okay so I'm really good at just going and going and going until I can't go any longer yep. I'm very good at setting, setting goals and I asked the girls today before this, my CAs I said, uh, I said well how did we grow, how did we do that and, they, and their response was well, Don and Brandy told you to grow and you told us that we had to grow, so we grew. And I was like, it's not helpful.
0: <laughs> so maybe you just need permission to grow or something. <laughs> it's
1: like, just the order, do it. Okay, that's what we're doing today. We're growing. Um, so yeah, I feel like when I have a goal, that's all that matters is that we have to hit it, we have to get there and we will work whatever it takes to get there. But then I can very well keep that going and going and going until. I've gone too far, and I haven't taken any time, and I'm not good at taking that break, and that's a lesson I seem to learn a lot, um, but never get the the change. So this time, I probably should have taken a few weeks, to, or a week off a few weeks ago. But we're going to do that next week, so that's fine. So
0: you're, you're going to have a holiday. <laughs> I'm trying
1: that. to learn. Yep. So yeah, it's just really trying to get out of that cycle of going until I can't go. And stopping before that, regripping, and then pushing forward again.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, so I know kind of one of your themes in, the, in our MASH Minds has been about uh, creating some boundaries too. Um, and, mm-hmm. and so have you, have you, tell us maybe some examples of, because I know it's going to be a forever job because it's, it's hard when you, when you haven't had boundaries in the past to try to create them. It's kind of a constant thing. But maybe just give listeners a couple examples of where you have created some boundaries um, so okay. far.
1: Yep, so recently we've had to create more partners around the diary. Um, mm-hmm. I'm very good at just staying as late <laughs> and just to keep adding, keep adding, keep adding. If somebody <laughs> needs to come, they need to come. So <laughs> yeah. I'm being better, especially now with um, in our mastermind, we have, I have just with time difference, a lot of my calls are after, so you know, at eight o'clock at night. Yeah. Uh, and just saying you cannot book in that slot because i physically cannot be there so that's been good um and also before we start um another boundary we've had to try and create is having a break in the day i used to not have any breaks so we just started and then we stopped and that was it so that's been interesting <laughs> um, and, and also maybe having, get some
0: water and some, some, some kind of fuel <laughs> in your body.
1: <laughs> water, it's fine. But those things are important. And then also having boundaries with patients or practice members as well. And you know, we talked about that and understanding what my role is and what their role is and, and how you can cross those. So I'm there to be their chiropractor. I'm not there to be anything that I can't be for them. Mm-hmm. We're not friends, we're friendly.
0: Yes, totally. Because then, then, you get so connected to them, right? That sometimes we care more about their progress or their life than they, than they do, actually, right? And and that, yeah. and, it, and it's pretty hard to be, to put that much effort into something you have basically zero control over. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so why don't you tell us a little bit about um, uh, the mastermind that we, you've been in this year? You've, you've you've had some some pretty good, pretty cool growth. Tell tell me some of the kind of the key highlights that you've enjoyed from the mastermind this year.
1: Yeah, so definitely for me was going to Vancouver, um, and being with everyone together. Uh, I got loads from that weekend. Um, everyone in our group has very, very different yet very connected or interconnected stories. Mm-hmm. So everybody is, is so different yet the at the core so so similar. Um, and taking lots of different information or different topics and bringing them and home and making them fit with me, so for ex- like some for example, Dave is so um and like and his mind works with with numbers and, and and even just him going, you need to do this, you need to do that and I'm like great okay i I don't understand any of it, but when you put it you know in straight narrow is and pay that, don't pay that great fine. um <laughs> or uh what else do we talk about in Vancouver? feels like a long time ago
0: yeah i know and yeah that was the weekend before the world shut down actually (laughs) yeah
1: totally but yeah there's there's so much that for me being with everyone and walking through that and spending a weekend together and getting to know everyone was brilliant the other thing has been our groups so um my first group obviously was uh uh, Pep and Marie, which we're all super supportive. We like speak every Monday without fail. Um, we're very Labrador esque <laughs> um, and really there for each other. You know, most Friday nights are probably messaging about something. Yeah. Uh, we messaged this morning, It's yeah, just yeah. great. And that's, that's been really good because we're kind of like each other's cheerleaders. Yeah. And then now I'm in a group, a different group, and they're a lot they're both total Latin or alpha. And I love that because that is not me. Yep. So I'm learning loads about that. And, you know, whenever I thought about why are we going, it's probably because they're pushing me subconsciously because, you know, obviously the, the time you spend with the most time you spend the, the top five people you spend the most time with. Is that right? Yeah. yeah it, you you I mean, take it from on you. Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, Definitely, I can see well, if they can do that at that time, why am I not doing something for it this time? <laughs> so that's be brilliant and spend a time with those people who you know I would get on with, but I probably wouldn't spend that much time with that right. has been brilliant and that was that was definitely you and Bradley, playing with my mind, but that's good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's awesome. now just because people listen to this all over the world, maybe just uh, tell some so, tell them how How is it like practicing in Scotland because everybody has their own different restrictions and stuff what What are you guys experiencing right now in, in chiropractic in Scotland?
1: Yeah, so our our legislation's still changing I um, thought it was stabilized there for a bit, but as of this week it's changed again. So as a basic mandatory um, legislation, we have to wear a single use apron that she gets changed between each person uh gloves change between a person and a mask and as of this week now we're going to have to wear visors as well or we are wearing visors as well yeah um so that was an addition that i don't think we were expecting but it's here fine and then everything is obviously sanitized we we don't have to but we are it's recommended taking everyone's temperature as they come in um hand sanitizer if cleaned the ca is cleaned between each person all the benches are done so all of that but yep the the basics now are apron gloves mask and a visor
0: how how do you deal with the mindset of that sometimes some of the things that we're forced to do kind of go against our internal philosophy and sometimes you can get really frustrated for some chiropractors i know they get so frustrated it actually kind of takes over their day What what kind mm-hmm. of what are some of the things that you do to kind of because you have to, you have to do that to practice. So, how how do you do that with your mindset? Like, how do you reframe that?
1: Yeah. So in the beginning, I found it really difficult. I was I was really upset about it, and now I'm just like, fine, whatever you want. <laughs> Genuinely, whatever you want me to wear to practice, I will wear. If I have to think of it like that, or else it just really annoys me. Right. And now, now I'm like I'm not wasting energy in that. Like, if that's what it takes to practice. If that's all it takes, really putting plastic on my head, I can put plastic on my head. You've already taken away my dress. You've taken yeah. away my hands. Yeah, you're taking away my voice. <laughs> it's okay. I can do the plastic.
0: <laughs> at least I didn't make you wear like a tin foil hat yet. Yeah. Uh, we haven't uh, had that. Before. Not yet. <laughs> that might be coming out. <laughs> we better not say anything. No, that's cool. Um, like I like to pull this question periodically, um, just for fun. Is it, if you could, like in the show Terminator. Go flying back in time and talk to yourself, your younger self, when you're about eighteen or or just going through school, and you had an opportunity to give your younger self some advice. What, mm-hmm. what kind of thing? What kind of advice would you give your younger self?
1: Um, I probably uh, tell myself that it's not so hard on myself. I think I I was so hard on myself. And also have, have more self-belief, for sure. I think whenever it came down to it, I never thought I could have my own practice because I never thought I was good enough. Sometimes I still think that, but you know, as in, oh, that's just not an option because I couldn't do that. Um. So yeah, just that self-belief as in actually if you want it, you can.
0: Yeah, and and I would just like to flip it. I remember never asked this one. If you were your younger self and you got to meet yourself right now, what do you think your younger self would think of your current self
1: mm. um she works a lot
0: <laughs> yes now in the what about the positive but i'm okay with that do you think she'd be that's pretty good. proud do you think she'd be pretty proud
1: yeah i think she'd be more shocked
0: that <laughs> yeah. you did that well that you've been doing this good yeah, yeah. she's like
1: oh she, she could do that
0: yeah. yeah oh that's so cool i i, I just i was wondering because i thought that would be kind of neat if i always i always when I was a kid, I always thought if if I could meet my dad when he was like eighteen or nineteen, like I wonder what he'd think of me or something like that like it was just funny I've always been like the time traveler, like what would it be like if you could kind of see yourself at a different time frame so I thought that was cool well, in closing, I always like to leave the last uh the last couple of minutes just for my guests to uh, leave some words of information, uh, inspiration for the people that are, might be just heading to work or might be feeling a little frustrated or being a little bit mad because they got to wear all this stuff on them for, uh, for COVID. Um, what kind of uh, parting words of wisdom would you like to leave the listeners with today?
1: Um, I think if we can, we can do it in this time and then, then it can only get better, you know, that if, if we can do it wearing all this stuff and we can do better than we've ever done in that time, or then it's fine. It's going to be (laughs) grand. It has to be.
0: (laughs) Well, and I don't think I clarified that at the beginning, but you're, you're at your record volume, right? Like, yeah. But then you've ever had even before COVID or anything like that. Right. So, so yeah, so if you can do this in, in such a restricted environment, and no matter what, who's listening, whatever you are, whatever you're doing right now for volume, even if it's not your record, if you're doing this in a restricted environment, like just think it it, it can only get better, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: definitely. It's only going to get better now.
0: <laughs> going to get better. That's great. Well, Dara, thank you so much for, uh, for taking time to uh, share your story on the podcast. I really appreciate you coming on.
1: Thanks for
0: having me. And everybody out there, I hope you got some good gems from this. And, uh, and remember, if you can do it now in this environment, you can do it anywhere. So don't forget to shift on. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you've received value from this episode, please share this with a fellow chiropractor and take some time to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever your favorite place is to listen to podcasts. If you're interested in learning more about our programs and events, please visit www.thevitalityshift.com or connect with me on Facebook. I would love to hear from you. So until next time, Dr. Don out.